We're going to be learning a Midrash together. There's a Midrash that says, the Midrash Rabotai are the words of Hazal. It's the Torah Shebaal Peh. The words of Hazal are very, very short, but very, very deep. And everything they say has a tremendous amount of chokhmah. If we would just have the patience, if we would just have the patience to delve into it, you would start digging and opening things that you didn't know existed. It says in the Midrash like this, In Bereshit, it talks about the children of Le'ah. It says, Bene Le'ah. The children of Le'ah. Bechor Yaakov. The firstborn of Yaakov. Who is? Reuven. That's what the Pasuk says. Bene Le'ah. It's listing the children of Le'ah. This is after... The meeting of Yaakov with uh, Isav after Rahel Imenu passed away. The Pasuk says, Vayihiyu Bene Yaakov Shenem Asar. It says that the children of Yaakov were 12. As you know, the Torah already, when they were born, gave each one. When he was born, to whom he was born, and the name, why they named him. So here it's giving you a little bit of a uh, summary. It says that Bene Yaakov were 12. Bene Le'ah, who were the children of Le'ah. Bechor Yaakov, the firstborn of Yaakov. Reuben, and then it lists Veshimon, Velevi, Veuda, Veisachar, Uzvulun. These are all the children of Leah. Then it says Benerahel, Yosef, Yosef, Ubenyamin. And then it says Bene Bilha, Shifhat Rahel, she was the maidservant of Rahel. Dan and Naftali, and then Bene Zilpah, the Shifhat of Leah, Gad Veashef. Good. Simple. The Midrash is bothered. Why by Reuven is he called the Bechor? Why is he called the firstborn? We know that already. We already know in the Torah that Reuven was firstborn. He was the one that was born first. Why is he called the Bechor? What's the extra Bechor describing the obvious about Reuven. So the Midrash says the word Bechor has a deeper meaning. The word Bechor means the first. Says the Midrash, Reuven is Bechor le Teshuvah. He's the Bechor of Teshuvah. What does that mean, the Bechor of Teshuvah? The first one, right, usually Bechor is the first one that's born. 
But this one, he's not telling you he's the first that's born. We know that already. He is the Bechor of Teshuvah. Which means, when you read this Midrash, it's telling you very simple, that he was the first one to make Teshuvah. Where do we find he made Teshuvah? And what did he make Teshuvah on? Look what it says. So the story is that when Rahel, his mother, passed away, the bed of Yaakov was always by the house or the room of Rahel. That was the bed of Yaakov. It was always there. No, when she was alive. When she passed away, he took the bed and put it in the room of Bilhah, her maidservant. The, the Shibha of Rahel. Reuven, who was Leah's son, felt it wasn't respectful to his mother. You know, it's one thing that his mother is going to be second to Rahel. And not to be second to the maidservant. She wasn't a housekeeper. She was the maidservant of Rahel. Bilha is going to be ahead of my mother. So what did Reuven do? He went and he switched the bed. He took the bed of his father and put it in his mother's room. That was Yaakov Avinu at the end of his life. He had a complaint on Reuven for acting the way he did. He told him, he told him, Reuven, Bechori Ata. Reuven, you're my firstborn. Kohi Vereshit Oni. You're my first strength, my first child. Yeter Se'et, Yeter As. Which means, that as the firstborn, you're supposed to get yeter. Yeter means more. You're going to be higher in two areas. One, you'll be the melech. Supposed to be the leader. You'll be the king. From you will come the kings. And also you'll have the keunah. The priesthood. As a bechor, you're supposed to be the top in the physical and the spiritual of your Brothers, but you lost it. Pahaz kamaim. You acted with pahaz. Pahaz means like water. You acted in haste. Pahaz kamaim. Like water just keeps going without stopping. Water never stops unless something blocks it. Or it keeps going. You had a you had a problem. You had a thought, and you moved. You acted. You didn't stop to think, is this my business, not my business? My father's Yaakov, maybe go ask him, go talk to him. He didn't have bad intentions. Trying to protect his mother. But 
you're getting involved in Yaakov's business, talk to him, ask him, you have a question, you had a problem, what do you do? Right away you go and you act. Pahas kamayim. Such haste that you displayed with this story. Al totar. You will not have the, the extra that you're supposed to have. You're not going to be the melech. You're not going to be the kohen gadol. You're not. Reuven does not get that. Ki alita mishkeve you got involved in the bed of your father. You, you put yourself in something that's not your business. Think twice. My father is Yaakov Avinu. Why is he doing that? What? He doesn't have sensitivity. He doesn't understand anything. Ask. Talk to him. But you rush. You can imagine why he rushed. You know, when you get upset, especially for your mother, you know, there's a Tremendous amount of emotion that overtakes you and you and you act as Hilalta Allah. Okay. He says you made my, my bed whole. You made it mundane. That's the Shekhinah. I lost the Kedusha from, from that situation. We're not gonna get into that right now. This is Reuven's sin. Reuven's sin. Is he got involved in something he shouldn't be involved in. And Yaakov Avinu called him out for it at the end of his life. And he lost because of it. Now, where do we see that Reuven made Teshuvah? Where in the Torah is it even hinted that Reuven made Teshuvah? It's a very interesting place. It was after that time, years after that story, it says by the story of Yosef. We all know the story of Yosef. But it's important to know step by step because you're going to see somewhere in Oven's in it. The story of Yosef, as you know, Yaakov tells Yosef, he's 17 years old. He tells him, go see how your brothers are doing. They're out of town taking care of the sheep. Go see Shalom Ahecha. Go see how they're doing. Go see how the, the sheep is doing. Good. What happens? He goes. They see him coming, the brothers. They said, oh, he is, here he is. The Bala Halamot. Bala Halamot, meaning he is the, the dreamer. Mr. Dreamer himself. He's coming in. So they said, come, let's kill him. They had a bedin, they decided, this Yosef, he's coming to kill them. We need to kill him. Let's kill him and we'll throw him in one of the, one of the borot here. What Reuven heard, what the brothers Wanted to do. And he saved Yosef from his brothers. And he says, We're not going to kill anybody. He told them, Don't spill blood. He says, Put him in this bor. Put him in this pit. 
Ve'yad al tishlehu bo. And don't touch him. The Pasuk says, what was his intention? Leman hatzil otom yadam lahashivoy lavir. Which means he told them, he knew he couldn't save him. So he, he figured this way, they'll put him in the board. He'll come back. He'll take him and bring him back to his father. His goal wasn't to leave him in the board. His goal was to take him when he, when he comes back. Beautiful. That's what happens. They took him and they threw him in the board. Now, what happened? While this is happening, Yehuda tells his brothers, since they, were, they sat down to eat, they thought they were doing a great thing. They even had, they made a Saudat mitzvah. They thought they were doing a great, a beautiful thing. They sat down to eat. Yehuda tells them, Ma betza, what's the game? We're going to kill our brother and we're going to cover his blood, which means you put him in the board, he's going to die. He says, Let's sell him. Let's sell him to the Arabs, the Ishmaeli. And let's not have any hand in his death. Pasuk says, they found people traveling. They're going to Egypt. They sold Yosef to this group. And that's how Yosef ended up in Mitzrayim. Good, that's the basic story. Got it? They wanted to kill him. Reuben says, no, put him in the board, thinking he's going to save him, come back and get him. While he's in the board, Yehuda tells his brothers, let's not kill him by leaving him in the board. Let's sell him. We don't want to have a hand in killing our brother. Good. Now Reuben returned to the board. He had unfinished business. He needs to take Yosef back to his father. Vehine and Yosef Babor. He sees not there. Vayikra et begadav and he ripped his clothing. Imagine his disappointment. He thought he's coming back to grab him and bring him back. But they sold him already. Hazal asked, and as she brings it, Vayashov Reuven Labor. I mean, he returned to the boat. Where did he go? Where was he? They sat down to eat. Where was he coming from? By Yashov Reuven Elabor. Oh. Says the Mid says Rashi. Asukayan. He was busy. Besako Ubetaanito. I mean they sat down to eat. He couldn't eat with them. Because he was busy in Ta'anit, fasting. Why was he fasting? Al Because he took his father's bed. He was making Teshuvah. Now that story happened years before. Maybe 10 years before this, this happened. When, when Rahel passed away, Yosef was about six years old. Now he's 17. So you're talking about a story that happened 10, 11 years before. And he's making teshuvah on what he did. 
That's why when they sat down to eat, he went back to his ta'anit. He went back to his teshuvah. That's why it says, Vayashov Reuben Labor. He came back from wherever he was making teshuvah and he realized that Yosef is gone. Interesting. So we find in the Torah, this is the hint that he was making teshuvah. Vayashov, also the word Vayashov is also hinting to teshuvah. That's the way of Torah Shebikhtam and Torah Shebaalpeh. The written Torah and the oral Torah. The oral Torah is the long version. This is the short version. By Yashov Reuven Elabor, Reuven came back to the board because he was making Teshuvah. Good. So says the Midrash, why is he called Bechor? Because he's Bechor Le Teshuvah. He was the first one in the world of Teshuvah. He is the first. There's another Midrash that's actually more clear than this one. The Midrash says, Amar lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu Me'olam lo hata adam lefanai Never did a person sin in front of me Ve'asa teshuvah Never did someone sin and make teshuvah Hashem is telling Reuven Ve'ata patahta and you were the the guy who opened the hechal. Which hechal? The hechal of Teshuvah. Who opened it? Reuven. Hashem is telling him, never did a person sin and make Teshuvah. So the Midrash says, Hashem says, Hayecha, Sheben Bincha, there's going to be someone from you, from your grandchildren, that he's also going to be poteyah b'tshuvah. He's also going to be, in a way, opening teshuvah for others. Who is that? The Navi, Hoshea. Hoshea ben Be'eri. Who is Hoshea ben Be'eri? He's the one who said the words that we're going to say, the Haftarah. Shuvah Yisrael, Shabbat Shuvah, it's called. Because we make the Haftarah is the word Shuva Yisrael Ad Adonai Elohecha. Return Yisrael to Hashem. Who is the one who made this famous pasuk that we use today in Aseret Emet Shuvah? We call it Shabbat Shuvah because of this. It's Hoshea. Who is Hoshea? From the grandchildren of Reuven. So Hashem says this, that you made Teshuvah first, is something that is recognized and you're going to see from your grandchildren such a great also uh, accomplishment. Nice. That's the Midrash. Good. Took us a little while but we got the Midrash. Question. Reuven was the first one to make Teshuvah. The Midrash says that once Adam saw Cain, his son, it says he was walking out of the deen. I don't know what that means. But he had some sort of deen with Hashem. And he told him, he told him, As you know, Cain killed his brother. So, uh, so uh, Adam saw his son Cain leaving the deen. He told him, tell me, what, 
What happened with your judgment? What was the, what was the psak? Amar Leo, Cain tells his his father Adam, Asiti teshuva, made teshuva, venit pasharti. We made a compromise. We 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 took care of it. It heal Adam Arishon metapeya halpanav. Adam Arishon, he took his hand and starts hitting his head. Amarkach he kohashel teshuva. He says, this is the power of Teshuvah. I didn't know about it. And he started to make Teshuvah himself. Or he started to praise Hashem. So you see, Cain made Teshuvah. Adam made Teshuvah. Reuben is not the first one to make Teshuvah. Why does the Midrash call him Bechor Teshuvah? He's not the first one. As a side point, parentheses, not so side. We may have to get back to this question tomorrow. There's a side question. It's important to fix, just to fix on this. It says already somewhere else that Adam, when he sinned, is way before this, first day of his life. It says he made Tishi sat years making Teshuvah. 130 years he was making Teshuvah. So what do you mean he didn't hear about Teshuvah? What, what does Adam mean when he tells Cain, wow, this is the power of Teshuvah. I never knew about it. He never knew about it. It says he was sitting in Teshuvah after his sin for 130 years. So what does that mean he never knew about Teshuvah? That, that story itself makes no sense. Follow the question. Sounds like Cain opened up Adam Arishon's eyes to make Teshuvah. Meanwhile, it says in the Midrash he was making Teshuvah for so many years. I'm going to tell you a beautiful explanation to this Midrash. A beautiful explanation that is so relevant to us. Look at the words that Cain used. The very odd word. When he told him, knew what happened in your judgment so what did Cain say he told him asiti teshuvah Cain tells Adam his father I made teshuvah venit pasharti and we made a compromise what is that word nit pasharti made a compromise kind of, what does that mean he made a compromise Say, Asiti Teshuvah, finish. What Nit Pasharti? We made a compromise. I didn't make a compromise. Oh, remember I told you last week there's a Mishnah in Masechet Yoman. The Mishnah in Masechet Yoman says how Hashem Himself purifies a person when He makes Teshuvah. And the Mishnah over there brings two Pesukim to prove this point. One is the Pasuk that says Mikveh Yisrael Hashem we learned about that last week that Hashem himself is the Mikveh of Am Yisrael just like a Mikveh makes someone Tahor from Tum'ah Hashem is the Mikveh if a person makes Teshuvah that's one Pasuk and then the Mishnah says Ve'omer and it says Hashem elsewhere says I'm gonna sprinkle on you water and you will become purified 
So they ask, how come they have to bring two pesukim to prove the same point? The idea is the same. So they some explain over here, there's two kinds of teshuvah. You might have thought it's only one kind of teshuvah. But there's two kinds. Real teshuvah, full teshuvah, is when a person goes to the mikveh. He says, that's it, I'm done. I'm changing everything in my life now. Hashem, it's over. I will, from now on, do everything right. I'm committed to everything perfect. One minute, the guy is a rasha. The next minute, he's done. He's a new person. That's teshuvah. That's what Rambam says. That a person makes teshuvah. Even Hashem could testify on him from that moment. Then he's never going to sin again. That's a wow. That's a teshuvah. Not sure if anyone made a teshuvah like this. Where a person could walk away from his teshuvah. And he's a new person. Never again will I fall into any sin. From now on, I'm going to live a great life without any kind of abira. That's called a teshuvah, a real teshuvah. What would you say if a person makes a partial teshuvah? Partial teshuvah does not mean I'll do my best. It doesn't mean that I'll try. That's what it means. A partial teshuvah means you make a complete teshuvah, but on one thing, on two things, not on everything. I do this wrong, I do that wrong, I have 30 things I do wrong. I'm going to make teshuvah this year on one thing. My Shabbat is uh, not 100%. This year, I'm making my Shabbat complete. That's called a partial teshuvah. You made your Shabbat complete, but, but, but you're still eating, eating things that you shouldn't eat. You're still talking like Shonara. You're still not learning the way you should learn. You don't make full teshuvah. Is that teshuvah acceptable? If you go in front of Hashem, the creator of the world, who commanded you to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and you say, listen, I'm going to do A right. Now, in a court of law, it's not going to help you. If you're living in America, and you're breaking every law in the book, and they take you to court, and they say, we're putting you away, you're going to jail for the rest of your life because we can't have people like you hanging around. And you say, listen, what if I make teshuva? Okay, probably they'll throw you out anyway. But let's say, imagine that the judge says, you know, if you make sincere teshuva, I'll let you back on the street. Okay. So, okay, I'm going to make teshuva. I'm never going to murder again. But what about all the other things that you're doing? You're killing, you're hitting people, you're injuring people, you're, you're just, what? no, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not ready for that yet. Right now, I'm not, I'm taking, I'm not going to kill anybody. You know, they would tell him, they tell him, see you later, back to jail. You can't make partial teshuvah to get out of your judgment. You're lucky, you're lucky altogether, we're accepting your teshuvah. Now you're going to make teshuvah on one thing, the same creator, he gave you all these mitzvot, what do you mean you're going to do this? That's, that's not appropriate. So one would think, unless you make complete teshuvah, it's not a teshuvah. doesn't do anything. That's what Adam Arishon taught. 
Adam Arishon understood, which makes sense, that Teshuvah means you got to make complete Teshuvah from beginning to end. And if anything less than that, it's not called Teshuvah. It's worth nothing. Oh. Comes Cain out of the Beddin. He tells him, tell me, what happened in your Beddin? What's going on? What took place? He told him, Asiti Teshuvah venit pasharti. We made a compromise. What kind of word is that? I made a compromise. Oh. Adam says, you made a partial Teshuvah. Again, partial means a complete partial. Don't fool yourself. A complete partial. He says, you can make a partial Teshuvah? He says, I never heard of such a thing. He heard about Teshuvah. Where you have, he heard about the Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. But there's another Teshuvah, the sprinkling. The sprinkling process is not a one-minute process. Sprinkle, come back a few days, sprinkle again. It's a process. Adam never imagined there's Teshuvah in steps. He thought Teshuvah is one piece. You're either in or you're out. The Mikveh, you're either in or you're out. There's no partial. When he told him, Nit Pasharti, Adam says, Lo, he says, he says like this to him. Sorry. He says, Amar kachi kohashel teshuvah. That's the power of teshuvah. Ve'ani lo ha'iti yodaya. I didn't know about it. That's why the mizmor shir le'yom ha'shabbat. Tov le'hodot l'ashem. He started to sing to Hashem and to thank Him. That he, that he accepts such a ridiculous teshuvah. Someone is doing the wrong things. And he does, says, no, God, I'm going to do one thing right. And he accepts that as teshuvah. Tov leodot l'ashem. I can't believe it. This is Adam Arishon. This is what the Midrash means. That, yes, real teshuvah is mikveh. The real sincere teshuvah is to change everything. But if a person can't afford everything... The Havetz Hayim, sorry, I'm going to give you one mashal, I'm going to go. The Havetz Hayim says, one time there's a guy, he needed merchandise. So he went to the wholesaler to buy goods. He went to the warehouse and he's shopping, taking for his business. He's a salesman. Picks, and the guy is so happy, the salesman. He's buying, he's buying, he's buying, and the owner is even doubly happy. By the time he finishes, he rings up the the receipt, guys, million dollars. Got it. Took a million dollars in goods. He's so excited. On a million dollars, he makes two, three hundred thousand dollars. Gorgeous. He's ready to. He's writing the invoice. He says it's a million dollars. He says, okay. He says, you know, I can't pay you now. He says, so when are you gonna pay? He says, uh, give me terms. You know, net thirty, sixty, ninety. You know what that means, right? Net thirty, sixty, ninety. <laughs> Okay. He says, okay. He said, but you know, you're going to pay? Yeah, of course, I'm going to pay you. Look at, look at me, man. I'm, I'm in business. I'm going to pay you. 30, 60, 90. The guy's very happy. He writes net 30, 60, 90. He's about to give him the goods. All of a sudden, the credit manager in the back office 
looks and sees the guy on the screen. He sees the guy there. He calls up the owner. He says, come, come to the back a second. He says, uh, what are you doing with this guy? He says, he picked out a lot of goods. We're going to make a lot of money. You know, he says, is he paying you? He's not paying me. He's 30, 60, 90. He told him, come here. This guy, you cannot give him credit. He says, why not? He looks like a very good guy. Look how sincere he spoke to me. He told him, come. He opens up the file. He sees bills from 50 years ago. 30, 60, 90. He never paid. He comes every year. 30, 60, 90. He never pays. Takes the file out. He goes outside. He says, listen, I'm sorry. I see you're a sincere person. But the truth is, I have the credit manager. He says, you never pay. I can't sell you the goods. He says, please, I need parnasa. I need, I have to sell the goods. How am I going to eat my dad? I'm sorry, I can't help you. Is there anything you could do? The guy says, you know what, I'll help you. He says, you know what? Don't take a million dollars. How much money do you have? He says, 100,000. Take I'll give you goods according to what you could afford. 100,000, I'll give you 100,000. When you sell the 100, and you held the 100, come back, I'll give you another 100, 150. Take what you can afford, don't take on credit. Says the Hafez Hayim, this is exactly us on, on Yom Kippur. You come on Yom Kippur, you say, Hashem, that's it. This year, give me life. It's all over. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing that anymore. I, I'm not. Hashem looks at the guy and says, wow. Look at him, even crying in tears. What a beautiful person. Look at the tefillot. Look at the commitment. Look at the purity in the guy's face. And Yom Kippur, we all look like Tzadikim. Okay, he's ready to give the guy life. All of a sudden, the credit manager calls. Hashem, tells Hashem, hello. You, you know who this guy is? Who is this guy? He says, he's been doing this for 40 years. Every Kippur, he comes. says, Hatati, Aviti, Pishati. Hashem, this year, this year, this year. Every year, he comes to the same story. He never does anything. Hear that? <laughs> Sounds familiar. So says the Hafez Hayim, but you can do something. Take on something you can afford. Take something you can afford. Something that you can do. Be sincere in what you're doing. Maybe it's not the best teshuvah, but a teshuvah nonetheless. And that's what we see from Cain and Adam. Adam says, I didn't know. That's the power of Teshuvah. That even for one thing, it could be called a Teshuvah. So anyway, bottom line, now we have a question. What does it mean that Reuven is the first to make Teshuvah? We see already Adam and Cain, they made Teshuvah. Why is Reuven unique? Tomorrow, Be'ezod Hashem, have a good day.